Finally, office hours. It's my free time to watch YouTube. <laughs> um, what are you doing? Well, nothing. No, I think I saw you watching something on YouTube. Mm, yes, I was, but can I please watch one more and do my homework? <sighs> well, only one, okay? Are you still not done watching one video? I mean, it's really hard to stop watching, but I will try to stop watching just after this one. No, I think you're addicted to YouTube and you need to fix it. Hello and welcome, we're your hosts Claire and Sophie. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the YouTube algorithm and how it affects us and more specifically for teenagers. First off, what we already know about the YouTube system is that there are candidate generation and ranking network systems. The candidate generation takes events from the user's YouTube activity history as input and retrieves a small subset which can be hundreds of videos from a large corpus. The candidate generation narrows down your videos to your preferences with information of your video watches, search query tokens, and demographics. The ranking network presents the best recommendations in a list and distinguishes relative importance among the candidates with high recall. However, the final determination for effectiveness of the algorithm is live experimentation. It measures subtle changes in click-through rate, watch time, and many other metrics that measure user engagement. But Sophie, do you know any extra background information about this YouTube algorithm? Yes, Claire. According to my research, the current YouTube AI algorithm was created back in 2015 by the Google Brain, which is the AI division of Google. Numerically speaking, in 2020, there were 500 hours of videos uploaded every minute, there were 2 billion users worldwide, and 81% of the American users regularly watched these recommended videos by the AI algorithm. In summary, the AI algorithm is a real-time feedback loop that tailors videos to each viewer's different interests. As we heard from Sophie, YouTube has a very simple yet complicated algorithm, and I'm sure that this algorithm can affect many people. Sophie, what do you think are some effects of YouTube on us? Well, I definitely think that the YouTube AI algorithm is harmful. First of all, it restricts diverse information and blocks users. For example, within the COVID-19 topics, an average of 94% of the videos users see in the top 10 results come from high-authority channels. This is even confirmed by the YouTube CEO, Susan Wojcicki, who stated that the recommendations are biased. Secondly, it is too diverse. While this can be a positive aspect of YouTube, when it begins to touch upon misinformation and discrimination, it becomes a major problem. For example, during the beginning of COVID-19, the algorithm recommended videos stating that the virus is a hoax or drinking hand sanitizers will cure you from COVID-19. So Clara, this is basically why I think YouTube is really harmful. What do you think about this? Do you agree? Um, I actually disagree with you. I think there are also many benefits of YouTube. So for example, we can gain a lot of knowledge from YouTube from the tremendous quantity of videos that are uploaded every day and the videos that range from solving problems to creating new products. I think that we can learn a lot from YouTube. And also I feel like it saves a lot of money for people who don't have enough money to pay for classes. I feel like we can just learn everything from YouTube from easy sight. And also I feel like it created a lot of jobs and platforms for people to express you know those creators or vloggers that are now on youtube they now dedicate their lives to create these videos on a regular basis and it has become a new form of a job or 
or a platform to express. And I think it is actually very easily accessible, this site, because even if you don't know much about technology, you can simply um, enter the site youtube.com and go on this platform. Also, I think feel like it is very easy to share information whenever you want. You can upload a video or you can just share information with your account anytime. But Claire, don't you think that the harms outweigh the benefits? As teenagers, children really cannot filter or control the information they receive because they are yet irrational. With curious mindsets, they often venture through the YouTube AI algorithm, falling deeper and deeper into the information it provides. They begin to fall for everything it offers. Not just the fun and interesting videos that suit what they specifically like, but also false and harmful or even inappropriate information. YouTube is affecting young children's mental health. Even more, some inappropriate and unfriendly videos are filtering down into the YouTube Kids, which is an app launched in 2015 just for kids. Oh, actually, I agree with you now. So that is why addiction is possibly the biggest problem that arises with YouTube, isn't it? Since you start watching, you can't stop. According to my research, this is because of something called dopamine. Dopamine, according to my research, is called the happy, hor happy hormone responsible for experiencing happiness. In other scientific terms, it is also called the neurotransmitter, which is made in the brain. So basically, it acts as a chemical messenger between neurons released when your brain is ex ex expecting a war. So dopamine is related to a certain activity, and if you do this activity, you're brain releases a certain amount of dopamine that is responsible for making you feel happy after doing that activity. So the constant suggesting of videos make our brains desire more content or information, which is why we desire to watch more YouTube videos whenever it is recommended on the side of our screens. Then these rewards are treated with a dopamine response, and because we like this dopamine response and feel good when we receive this dopamine response, we tend to be addicted to YouTube more and more in this case. Yes, of course. According to my research, the algorithm's performance and personalization leads to an inevitable vicious cycle of addiction. To put it into perspective, YouTube can be addictive if the content provides adequate stimulus for the users. In simple terms, the videos trigger dopamine responses. So supplementing users with appropriately recommended videos with the algorithm system to detect performance and personalization and modifies users' behaviors. And about now, we are going to invite a surprise guest to our podcast for today. Hello, Zoe. Thank you so much for helping us with the interview. I will be asking a few questions about YouTube and how you manage your time to watch YouTube. Okay. So the first question is, we both heard that you do not watch YouTube until you finish your work. How do you manage your time so well and what are some actions you take to control this? Before I went up to middle school, it was very hard for me to control the time that I watched YouTube or Netflix or other any other social media platforms. But I was able to control myself by remembering that I had a lot of work to do or like pressuring myself as a whole or actually setting up tasks that I needed to do before I actually went on and watched YouTube or any other entertainment. So the second question is that before we heard that you watch much more YouTube and was not able to control the amount of watching. How did you overcome this and what did you do to prevent yourself from watching more YouTube videos? I overcame this because in elementary school we did not have much work to finish but when I went up to middle school I learned that 
through watching YouTube, I couldn't stop myself and I couldn't control myself. Um, that's why I actually tried to not watch it on my school email. Rather, I use another email, so it might be hard for me to actually move and watch it. So the third question is, do you have any advice or recommendations to manage your time wisely? Something that I recommend is to distinguish between your time studying and your time playing because once you actually set up a time frame for you to work like 30 or one hour since we can't concentrate above that we can actually set a time frame and like play for 20 or 30 minutes in between i think that's a really good managing my time thank you so much zoe it was such an amazing time thank you so much like all the data we have analyzed today, there are so many problems with addiction. As Zoe mentioned, teenagers can also manage their time on YouTube. Like always, we have brought you many solutions you can take to manage your YouTube usage. Number one, set a specific time slot. Without any time extension, set exactly one to two hours of YouTube at an exact time frame, for example, six to seven p.m. Another solution can be to be very serious in following what you specifically set. Exclusively limiting the time on YouTube both on your Mac and phone will create a restricted atmosphere reminding you every time that crossing this line means that you are addicted. Another solution can be to try to help addicted teenagers find something as fun and as interesting as watching YouTube so they can do that newfound hobby in the time they watch YouTube. We really hope that everyone is able to follow these recommendations from now on. Try your best and never forget the solutions we told you. Thank you so much, everyone. And I hope everyone enjoys the rest of the day. And we were Claire and Sophie flying away. away.